0: Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online service. We have been talking about the new covenant that we have uh, been brought in because of our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood for us. And uh, in this new covenant, God has already made us his treasured possession, his Uh, royal priesthood and his holy nation and this high calling that God has placed in our life uh, of who we are and and now we want to live worthy of this calling we want to live out the life that God has already given to us in the new covenant and so the last time we shared that one of the motivation that we have to 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 live worthy of this calling is because uh, this new covenant is leading us to the second coming of Jesus and when he comes he will come as a judge he is a God that is just and uh, so this uh, evening we want to look at another aspect how we live worthy of his coming? By turning away from idols to obey the gospel. Let's look at uh, Second Thessalonians, Thessalonians 1 verse 8 onwards. First, uh, 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 8. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His might. On the day He comes to be glorified in His holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believe our testimony to you. And to wait for His Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescued us from the coming wrath. So when Jesus come again, he will come to punish uh, those who do not know him and who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So very often we just know that uh, God is love, God is gracious, God is forgiving. But very, very few people would like to talk about the judgment of God, the punishment of God, you know, in the end time. But this is what the scripture is telling us. And so we really need to pay attention to this, right? Because we, uh, we, we really want to know what God is saying so that we would not fall into the wrath of God. So when God come, he, uh, when Jesus come, he didn't just come with joy and gladness to receive those who believe in Him and to glorify them in Him. But he came, he, he will be coming in anger with the wrath of God, with the judgment of God, with the punishment of God. So, Jesus is not just a judge, but he will also come as the executor of that judgment to punish. And uh, the first thing it tells us that he punished those who do not know him. God is a consuming fire, He will execute His judgment. And uh, so we, we, we don't want to end up in the angry hands of God, but rather we want to be rescued. So what do we do? We know Him. We know Him. Uh, in order for us to know Him, we need to receive the messenger because the Bible tells us how can anyone who believe without somebody preaching to them and so uh, we, we want to uh, receive the messenger who brought the, the gospel message to us. You know, some people, they reject God. They do not want to believe. They get angry when you share the word of God with them, right? The gospel with them. But we want to receive the messenger. So the gospel is not just of salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ It's about living in the kingdom. Right? Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the coming kingdom where Jesus is king, where Jesus rules, and where Jesus is law, and we are to submit to him, we are to obey him. It's not just belief. So we we started believing that message. But if if we just stay there, it is not true faith. It's not true belief, right? So we, we, we believe that will result in obedience, that will result in, uh, in responding to what the gospel is telling us. So he, he will judge, he will punish those who do not know him. Why? Why is he so angry? Because he has given his life. To the world. To everyone. By dying on the cross. By, by suffering. Paying the price. For the judgment of the sin of the whole world. And people refuse to, to, to believe in him. Now he's still showing grace and mercy. And, and try to bring poor huh? people to himself. But there come a time that will stop. There come a time when he comes again, he will come to judge, he will come to punish those who do not know him. Okay, so that's why we also want to share the gospel to those who do not know him yet and hope that they will receive the gospel, they will believe uh, the the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And he comes in anger and judgment because despite of what he has done, there are people who refuse to honor him, refuse to believe in him. And that's why that day will come in punishment, in judgment to them. And then he will punish those who do not obey the gospel. As I mentioned, the gospel is not just about believing Jesus as a Savior because that's the gospel of salvation. He preached the gospel of the kingdom that we are to come into the body of Christ where he is the head. We are to come in submission to one another in the body of Christ serving him serving one another build up the body of christ so that is the gospel of the lord jesus christ and so he will punish those who do not obey the gospel because faith believe in jesus is not just uh uh just in the spirit it has to be manifest through our work, to our uh, serving Jesus. Uh, yeah, But first of all, it started with faith in Jesus. Let's look at uh, Romans 1 verse 17. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Yep, so that is the gospel of our Lord Jesus. There's there's the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of righteousness to faith in Jesus Christ. These two aspects. And uh, this righteousness to faith in Jesus is from first to last. That means it is from the moment we believe in Jesus, right to you, we see Him and enter into His kingdom. We live by faith. The righteous will live by faith in Jesus. So we are not talking about or oh, trying to serve Him so that we can gain our salvation. No. The righteousness in Christ Jesus is through faith. Once we believe in Jesus, because it's also the gospel of the kingdom. You know, so we have to live in the kingdom as citizens of the kingdom, submitting to the Lord, submitting to God. So we we live trusting in His grace, trusting in His power, His strength, His life in us uh, as we serve Him, as we live by faith. So that's the position that we never change. We're not trying to proof who we are trying to gain our salvation no we trust in the lord jesus but we serve him because now we know who we are so galatians 1 verse 6 it says i'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of christ and are turning to a different gospel okay so we believe in the gospel of the lord jesus christ we trust And live in the grace of Christ. So everything we do now is because of Him. It's by His grace. You know, it's for Him. Right? We are not trying to prove who we are. It's about Him. It's about Him. Okay. And uh, we obey the gospel because we have faith because we believe and we serve Him. Let's uh, look at 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 9 to 10. 1 Thessalonians 1, 9 to 10. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven whom he raised from the dead. Jesus who rescue us from the coming wrath. So there is the coming of the wrath of God. But we are turning away from idols to serve the living God. So turning away from idols, yes, indeed we, when we come to Jesus, we, we turn away from the visible idols that we know, and then we serve, we, we serve God. But there are other idols in our life which are invisible, right? Idols are ways or things that we trusted in, in place of God, instead of God. You know, that is idols. So there are many kinds of idols that people could have. You see, in the Western world, they, they, they are not like us having a lot of this kind of physical idols. But they have plenty of invisible idols in their life. Their football team could be the idols that they trusted in to uh, they live for. You know, they're, they're the pop star that they, they worship, you know, the music, the, the pop star they worship. You know, there can be the ideology that they believe in right some of them are good but taken to extreme you know is the idols in their life so we can have a lot of formless idols ways copying mechanism that we use to 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 protect our identity or, or self-worth all these are idols that we we can keep and we can hold on to and that will prevent us from serving the living God so we got to turn away from those idols uh, to, to serve God and uh, I want to take you to the example in the Old Testament concerning the nation of Israel when God came to them in wanting to save them from out of Egypt through Moses and God commanded them to get rid of those idols that they had picked up in Egypt after living in Egypt for so long the influence of Egypt but they, they refuse, They refuse, And very few of us know that God was so angry with them while they were in Egypt. That's so much so that God wants to destroy them. Why still in Egypt? We remember those uh, trying times in the wilderness. We know that God wants to destroy them in the wilderness. But even before they get to the wilderness in Egypt, because they refuse to get rid of the idols that they pick up in Egypt. And let's, let's look at some of these verses as a warning to us. Ezekiel 20, verse 6 onwards. Ezekiel 20, verse 6. On that day I swore to them that I would bring them out of Egypt into a land I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all, Lands. You know, this is just like God promises us in a new covenant. This is what He will do for us, giving us a most beautiful land that He has searched out for us. And then verse 7 And I said to them, Each of you, get rid of the vile image just you have set your eyes on, and do not defile yourself with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Verse 8. But they rebelled against me and would not listen to me. They did not get rid of the vile images they had set their eyes on, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. So I said I would pour out my wrath on them and spend my anger against them in Egypt. So you see, there are idols that they have set their eyes on, And uh, there are idols that they see in Egypt that they have trusted in at this time. And God said, I am your God. I want you to serve me. I want you to follow me. Get rid of the idols of Egypt. Uh, And they refused. They refused. And so God was about to to dish out his uh, judgment, anger on them. Verse 9. But for the sake of my name, I brought them out of Egypt. I did it to keep my name from being profaned in the eyes of the nations among whom they lived. And in those sight, I had revealed myself to the Israelites. So this is a warning to us because sometimes in our life, our life could be going well, just like them. They were being delivered out of Egypt by God. But God said, that's because of my name I did it. I would have killed you, destroyed you in Egypt. But because of my name I did not destroy you. I brought you out of Egypt. And sometimes we are trusting in idols uh, that we hold on to and things are going fine. It doesn't mean it's okay. You know, sometimes people say, you know, God bless me and so on. So they think it's okay. Their life is okay, but God say no. I save you out of Egypt. That's because I don't want my name to be ridiculed among the nations. And that's why I brought you out. And so that, that is a, 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 a warning for us, that we, we, we don't want to hold on to those things that we trust, ways that we trust, those ideologies that we hold on to against the word of God. We want to get rid of them uh, so that we will not fall into the wrath of God. Even though we believe Jesus, right? You know, we want to serve him. And, and, and so we want to get rid of all these idols. And uh, if we go right to uh, verse 13, the last part, you know, God was still angry with them when they were in the wilderness out of Egypt. You know, and he said, I would pour out my wrath on them and destroy them in the wilderness so let's, let's turn away from our formless idols things that we trust in as priests of God and uh, uh, we, we, we serve him so now we mentioned that we are called into the priesthood we are born in, again into the priesthood and now we want to turn away from idols and serve him how do we serve him? As priest. To be priests, we're born into it. But now to serve Him, we need to learn how to serve Him. In 1 Samuel, 2, verse 35, 1 Samuel 2, verse 35, it says, I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his priestly house, and they will minister before my anointed one always. So as a priest, we turn away from idols, we serve Him. The the, the qualification or the things that God is looking for is faithfulness. Faithfulness to do what is in His heart and in His mind. Faithfulness. Because God says, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. What can you do for me? See, our God is so great. You know, all the things that we do, He can do it by Himself if He wants to. But He's looking for a people who will live worthy of His calling. He's looking for a priest who will live worthy of His calling. He say, you know, I want to see, raise up a faithful priest. Who will obey? Who will submit to his will? Who will you know, listen and follow uh, his, his, his ways? Okay, uh, and so that is what, how we serve. Again, we're not proving ourselves or by what we do, but we just want to honor him. We just want to obey him and uh, do what is in his heart and mind. And when we do that, God is pleased he will establish our priestly house. He will establish our priestly calling and ministry. You know, some people started well. They do. They serve. But after a little while, they disappeared for whatever reason. Okay, but God is looking for faithful priests who will continue to serve and do what he wants. The two sons of Aaron, they are priests. They are called to serve in the tabernacle, and uh, but they offer strange fire as a sacrifice to the Lord. So they did not follow instruction. They did not know. Uh, they did not obey what God says, and they were destroyed. And so we do not want to serve God by our own ways, but rather we want to be faithful serving according to what is in his mind and in his heart. And so what what do we do? We need to be in the house, the priestly house. We need to serve together as a body, as one body, submitting to one another. You know, and, and in the priesthood, in that priestly home. And when we do that, God will establish that priestly house if we do it our ways and, and, and go according to what we want and, and what our flesh desire, then the ministry will not last okay it will not well it, it, you could see that it's being blessed but it doesn't mean that God approves of it right we mentioned We can cast out demons and Jesus can turn around and say, I never knew you. Okay, so a priest will serve according to what God has in his mind and his heart. We are to be faithful. And then when we do that, God is pleased. He he, he established the, the priestly house and he honors us so that we will continue to serve him forever before his presence in front of him. that's a privilege as priests that we have to come before him to draw near to him to stand in his presence to see him face to face to to be so near to him for him to minister to us and for us to minister to him and so but those who do not do not serve him. It say they will be cut off, they will be shut off from the glory of his might when he comes. They will be punished with everlasting destruction. They will face his wrath. And uh, so we, we, we don't want to be in, in that kind of position. We want, as people of God who believe God, we want to get rid of those idols. We want to serve him as his priest doing what is pleasing to him so this is uh, so that when he comes we, he, he glorifies us in him that will be the glorious day of our life that's what we are hoping for as we fulfill the covenant as we live in the covenant that day when he comes he will reveal to us who he is and who we are in his in his fullness so let's rise up let's continue to to receive the gospel of the lord jesus christ in his totality to understand the ways of the kingdom to get rid of idols and to serve the living god shall we pray Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, you are coming again. And at that time, you will glorify us in you. And Lord, we look forward to that great day. And we pray that now as we live on this earth, as we live in this moment, Lord, we want to know you we want to know your ways we want to know what you desire of us what you want us to do we want to get rid of the idols that we could be holding on to but just trust in you trust in your grace walking with you doing what you want us to do serving you so lord we pray that you will continue to let your words to stir up in our hearts our love for you. We'll continue to live for you till the day we see you in your coming. Bless your people, O God, even as we serve you, even as we obey your gospel. Lord, may we declare your praises to the people and to the nations. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week.